This is the Roaring Elephant Podcast for the 24th of April 2018, a podcast about Apache Hadoop and the surrounding ecosystem for anyone working with or investigating big data and advanced analytics. My name is Dave, and here is my sound-biting co-host, Jon. Hey, Dave, I don't understand. This is a week after the DataWorks Summit, and you're still in my hotel room? Uh, yes, due to the magic of time travel, or possibly <laughs> breaking the fourth wall here, and uh, uh, we're recording the intro, and this episode is coming out later. So, well, we're recording the whole episode at the Hadoop Summit. To be honest, I'm saying Hadoop Summit because I still like the nice. I like the name Hadoop Summit for some reason. It stuck with me, but it's a DataWorks Summit now. It is. I stand corrected. But we're also recording this show here because basically what we're doing in this show is something completely different from what we've ever done before. Basically, uh, during this summit, I went around to all the booths at the exposition, that was called Community Showcase Exposition in the room, and I had a very brief chat with each and every of those little booths there, so they could just introduce themselves and quickly say who they were and what they were doing here. The reason behind that was that, as I think I mentioned in uh, the first day's recap episode, there was actually a couple of new names in there which I didn't know much about, and uh, I'm as I guess I know egotistical enough to think that if I don't know somebody, other people in the world don't know them either. And then I thought, well, if I do a, if I do a couple, I have to do them all. And, and also that uh, I know that the, the lunches and the breaks were in there, but many people go in, grab something to eat, and then you know head back to sessions and things like that. So I know some people don't get a chance to actually uh, have a quick chat to some of the exhibitors. And so this is... Uh, a little, a little snippet at least to give you a, a brief intro to them. We'll try to put uh, links to, the, to all the companies in the show notes of this episode. Now it's going to be a bit quick editing between getting back home from the summit and this uh, preparing this episode. So I'm not totally sure how accurate and complete that will be, but I will do a try to do my best in that thing. All right. So with that, let's go to uh, all of the little snippets there. 13 or 14 in total, 13 or 14, I've kind of missed count, don't know anymore. So uh, enjoy, I'm going to try to put timestamps in it as well, so if you really don't want to hear a certain company, you can skip it. Enjoy, <laughs> have fun. And now we're talking to Justin from Hortonworks. Yes, good morning. We're very excited to be hosting uh, DataWorks Summit in Berlin. Obviously, uh, the theme of this year's event, Ideas, Insights, and Innovation, is designed to bring the community, uh, the big data community, together as we share all of the advancements uh, and new learnings over the last year in advanced analytics, and data science, and artificial intelligence. Uh, this is the, the industry's greatest event and opportunity for uh, for customers and, and potential customers as they think about how they can leverage uh, open source technology to really accelerate and advance their digital transformation efforts. Excellent, excellent. Well, I know I'm going to have a blast at this event and I hope everybody else does as well. Yeah, we are expecting more than 1,200 people um, at this year's event, and, okay. and you know, current current registration shows that we will have attendees from 51 different countries, which I think uh, might be a new record for us. Uh, that's good. That's great. So, any future plans? As we look to the future, um, we invite and encourage everybody to come join us in San Jose, California, All on right. June 17th through the 21st for uh, DataWorks Summit uh, North America. 
Yeah, definitely. I've been there once in the past, and it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a ma- measure of magnitude larger. Well, exactly. And uh, just as in Berlin, where we have 77 different business and, and technical sessions on mm-hmm. topics like uh, data warehousing and operational data storage, artificial intelligence and data science, um, IoT and streaming, in San Jose, we're actually uh, currently tracking to approximately 180 different track sessions. So, yes, to your point, it is a, it is a, a huge event, and... Um, great, unique opportunity for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are the dates again? Oh, those dates are June 17th through 21st um, okay. in San Jose. Um, and of course, you know, we want people to come and participate in any of the crash courses and birds mm-hmm. of the feather session as well. Yeah. Uh, do you know if, the, uh, if it's still a call for abstract, if it's, if it's open, if it's going to open, if it's closed already for San Jose? So the, the call for abstracts for San Jose has already uh, closed, uh, but um, we are actually in the process now of finalizing our plans for 2019 and should mm-hmm. be actually launching call for papers for that very shortly after the San Jose event. Okay. Well, if you let us know, we'll be sure to publicize that. Absolutely. You know, one of the other things I, I should mention is that uh, uh, there is an opportunity for all attendees to participate in uh, one of seven pre-event training classes. Uh, there are two-day training courses that are designed. Um, the topics this year, you know, just to name a few, are uh, you know, stream applications with Apache NiFi, um, Apache Spark Data 2 for data engineers, and uh, and for anyone who needs it, uh, Apache Hadoop ecosystem, full yeah. stack stack architecture. So, <laughs> great great opportunity for people to come in, roll up their sleeves, and and get deep into the technology before the conference begins. One other thing that I should mention is that in San Jose, uh, just prior to the event, um, DataWorks Summit is actually serving as the co-host for HBaseCon and PhoenixCon. Oh, wow. So another great opportunity for people to get yeah, an event definitely. within an event. And anyone who attends those events obviously gets a, a discounted admission for, uh, for DataWorks Summit. Uh, excellent news, that. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're, uh, we're, growing bigger and better every every event every year so we're looking forward to receiving everybody in San Jose thank you Justin great thank you very much I'm at the Alation booth now I think I pronounced right and I'm talking to Stephanie McReynolds and I'm the head of marketing at Alation so in Alation what, what do you guys do why are you here so Alation is a data catalog. So we sit on top of um, data lakes, but also database systems and business intelligence or visualization uh, applications. And we help analysts, data scientists, data stewards um, find and really understand the data and be able to, to trust it. So uh, we often see a gap in organizations where no one likes to document data and to share um, the business context of how data was collected. And so we try to automate as much as we can in terms of creating a data inventory and then enriching it um, by looking and and parsing through the the log files that let us interpret behaviorally how data has been used in the organization. And then all of that documentation is easily searchable and turned into data recommendations through Alation. I can imagine that GDPR is one of the uh, good things for you. GDPR is definitely one of the hot issues <laughs> that we get involved in. Um, we've also worked with many companies to just improve the productivity of their analytics teams, be those data science or 
um, analytics users of data and uh, customers like um, Andreas Kohlmeier from Munich Reinsurance who spoke in the keynote. Um, he's actually a customer of Alation and when they turn their data lake on um, for those 600 users on, on day one, Alation was actually the interface for the business users to come into the data lake. Um, so we help turn around fast ROI for, for data lakes um, where you might have users who aren't as technically savvy, who don't want to code, but want access to the data and really want to understand what the context is of that data and how they can start applying it to solve business requirements. Yeah, that, that easy button he was talking about in his keynote. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> we uh, we help clickers as well as coders find the data they need. That. Okay, great. I will have contact details in our blog uh, post. So thank you very much. Fantastic. Thank you for the time. I'm at the Arcadia Data Boot at the moment, and I'm talking to Duncan Paul. I'm the uh, Regional VP Sales for Arcadia Data here in Europe. Well, Duncan, so tell me a bit about uh, Arcadia Data. Yes, so Arcadia Data. What we believe and what we see now is that enterprise need two standards, two business intelligence standards, one for their data warehouses and one for data lakes. Um, and the reason for that is the data's changed from being very well structured to very complex time series, etc. The platforms are, have adapted, obviously, with big data lakes, S3 in the cloud, yep. even Kafka streaming, but the business intelligence t tools have not. And unfortunately, they treat these new platforms like Hortonworks, um, HDP, like a database. Yep. And as a consequence, you have performance problems, you have security problems, uh, and so on. And so what we've done is taken that business intelligence and actually run it distributed on every data node in HDP, taking advantage of Ranger, taking advantage of all of the wonderful tool sets there, which means that you get fantastic performance, which means you get one security model right from Ranger through to the consumption layer, um, and, and fantastic concurrency. So we can serve a thousand concurrent users and really open up the value of this um, data asset that you're creating within the enterprise. So that's the exciting thing. Yeah, it sounds great. Also great to hear that you do the integration with all of the already existing part, uh, things in the ecosystem there, not just inventing your own thing again. Absolutely not. So, I mean, so what we're doing is we, we issue a service pack. We give it to the, uh, to the customer and, and, uh, and hand it to Ambari. And then it's, we are deployed in under an hour. You don't buy any more hardware. You've already put a lot of effort yeah. into, into your into your lake and into these fantastic business um, big data use cases. So this is all about really realizing that value and connecting the business to that fantastic asset that people are building. Great, thank you very much. We'll have contact details in our blog post as usual. Great, nice to talk to you. Thanks. I'm at the Attunity booth now and I'm talking to Hi, my name is Ted Orm, I'm VP of Technology for EMEA for Attunity. So can you tell us a little bit more about Attunity, please? So Attunity are a data integration company, uh, we, and we're very prou proud to be the ISV Partner of the Year with Hortonworks. Oh, nice. uh, so we're all about making data available. 
bringing data out of operational systems, Oracle, SQL, DB2, and now SAP. We really have uniqueness in this market for, uh, for getting data out of SAP systems. We turn a database into a stream and stream that into cloud, into Kafka, into Hadoop. So direct integration with uh, HDF, Kafka, NiFi, that's where we've been seeing a lot of business, making that data available for that modern architecture, working with, uh, with Hortomotors and the big data stack. So who should come and talk to you? So it's basically the, the architects, the, the understanding how, you know, we, we, we're hearing all the great use cases, all the stories about what you can do with machine learning and AI and analytics, but you need the data. It's okay when you're in a dev and test environment to use the open source tools like sort of Scoop and Flume and those sorts of things. But in the production systems, when it comes to the big enterprise accounts that are running the, uh, running the business, those operational systems are business critical. You can't put extra load on those. You can't go hit them when you want data. And that's where we sit. All our technology is based around CDC technology, standing for change data capture. We capture the changes in real time out of operational systems and stream them to wherever you need them. And our uniqueness in the market is that we don't need to install any product any code on those production systems so zero footprint architecture offloading getting the data off those systems mips reduction sap oracle db2 whatever those whatever the systems that are running your business we can make that most valuable data in real time out of those systems into the watermark stack excellent thank you very much we'll put contact details in our blog post but uh, thank you Cheers, I'm at the Blue Metrics booth now, and I'm talking to Liam English. CEO Hi there, CEO of Blue Metrics. So, can okay, you tell us a bit more about Blue Metrics? Um, we have been working in Hadoop since 2009. Uh, we started working with version 0.17, so we were one of the very early, early users of, of, of Hadoop. Um, for the last three years, we've been doing primarily professional services, working very closely with Horton Works, and we've worked on over 150 projects with large banks, uh, automotive companies, aerospace, retail, all the sectors, doing everything from uh, design, implementation, security, operations, the whole lot. Uh, what we're doing here today is we've launched a product. Uh, we've basically taken all of our experience of the last three years, and we've automated a number of areas around Hadoop. So we've automated the ingest of data, the validation of data, data quality, data governance, and data transformation. So we have a tool that's built on top of Control-M from BMC, and it, it automates all of those things. So you can now go take data from your Oracle data warehouse, put it into Hive, create a business flow logic without writing any Hadoop code. That's what we do. So is it uh, automatically easily implementable on anybody who has um, uh, Control-M? Anybody who's got Control-M, it's, it's, it's really, really simple to use. And even if you don't have Control-M, we include Control-M as part of the license. So we'll give you an instance right. of Control-M. You don't need to be a Control-M customer. Uh, but we built it on top of Control-M because Control-M is an enterprise-level scheduler. And the issue that a lot of companies have is with Uzi, it's not very good, <laughs> and we all know. So we built it on top of Control-M. It's enterprise level and the product is built for production and we're, we're really targeting it at chief data officers, anybody who's got a governance issue, anybody who wants to know, who may have a dupe stack, uh, that's there with two or three years, they don't know what's on it. We'll go in, we'll catalog the stack, we'll find everything that's on it and then we'll give you a system that will automate everything new that's put on it and keep you compliant. Okay, great. Contact details will be on the blog post. So, uh, thank you very much. Thank you, John.
And now actually I'm at the BMW stand. And BMW stand at Dataworks or Hadoop Summit as it used to be known. That's new. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We are in the big data landscape now. So in BMW, now we are building the autonomous driving solution from All scratch. Right. So it's really exciting technology and we want to share with others what we do, how we develop this technology. Any more light you can shed on that? I mean, is there a real connection between Hadoop and its at itself? Are you really in the Spark environment of machine learning? Any more you can share? Because I know car manufacturers don't share that much, but you've done a lot of stuff already, so... Yeah, that's, that's correct. So usually, I mean, the many man, car manufacturers especially, uh, when it comes to like the building software, they usually like to externalize this problem to the other software companies. But in BMW, especially for the building self-driving cars, it's not like this. Okay. And um, we have the really big data. I mean, in here in the conference, we always heard about like big data, big data. But we, we have truly big data. And we have the Hadoop cluster, of course. So this all connected with this big data conference here in the Dataworks. And we collect this data in our Hadoop environment, Hadoop ecosystem. We do processing, all the, uh, I mean, the pre-processing challenges we face. And then also we develop really lots of machine learning model, like deep learning model, in order to uh, allow the car to detect the pedestrian, to change the lane, to decide how to go from the A to B. So there's lots of things going on, actually. Yeah, great. Application of uh, machine learning big data. It's good to hear. Because <laughs> it's usually, very often it's also very theoretical, but you guys actually do it in, pra in practice. Yeah, this, that's absolutely true. So, I mean, uh, I mean, we have like the dedicated campus for just developing the self-driving uh, cars. And in Unterschleißheim, just close to the Munich. And over there, like the over perhaps the almost thousand, uh, 2,000 people work on the autonomous driving from the car, building the, like the sensor setup, and developing the machine learning models, trajectory planning, so every, every sort of things you can imagine. So we do from the ground to top. Let me guess, like everybody in space, you're still hiring? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are actively looking for the talented uh, colleagues, more people. So, I mean, if anybody interested, like go ahead, BMW Carrier website, and then just apply. We have lots of opening positions for the robotics engineer to the software engineer to the machine learning engineer, data engineer, so lots of open positions. Excellent. We'll put some contact details in the, in the blog post as well, but I'm pretty sure everybody can find BMW. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you. I'm at the IBM booth now, and I'm talking to... My name is Dave McDonnell. Hi, Dave. So, tell us, who is IBM? What are you doing here? IBM is one of the largest <laughs> technology companies in the world, one of the largest spenders of R&D, and one of the, uh, most importantly, probably, the largest creator in patents. Okay. Dubious uh, reputation in an open source community. <laughs> dubious. How can you say dubious? We're one of the largest contributors to open source. Exactly. We've, we've um, made uh, some of the largest announcements. We have... Uh, I we're in the top three largest number of contributors to open source. Uh, we've uh, espoused publicly many times over longer than a decade, uh, you know, the importance and commitment uh, that we have to open source. And we've been a big promoter. It's not good enough for us to do it alone. We've partnered with many other organizations to help bring more uh, open source um, uh, standards and development, uh, you know, to the forefront. It's, it's helpful for us. It's helpful for uh, customers. Uh, and we think it's helpful for the whole ecosystem of technology suppliers. Yeah, we really like the fact that you're working on Atlas now. I mean, Atlas has been dying a little bit in the last few years and then you guys picked that up and that's really we saw the keynote yesterday as well of course so and you can tell about that things that's on the roadmap things in the planning perhaps 
Okay, so customers are starting with monumental challenges in trying to figure out how to deal with masses of data and these new next generation applications. So uh, we were very proud to have one of our fellows here uh, presenting as a keynote talking about that project. And the premise of it was metadata. Right? We can't share customer data. We can't share uh, sensitive personal information, but we can share metadata to help accomplish a lot of meaningful things. And that was one of the things we were discussing and featuring here. Great. Thank you very much. We'll have contact details in the blog post, but uh, I'm pretty sure everybody can find IBM. Thank you very much. Thank you for stopping by. I'm at the Microsoft booth now at the DataWorks Summit, and I'm talking to... Uh, Simon Field. Hi, Simon. So, what's Microsoft and what's Microsoft doing here? Uh, so, Microsoft is working in a lot in artificial intelligence and AI and big data. Um, we have our Azure services, um, our cloud-based services, and within Azure, a large number of data services for large data scale processing. Obviously, a core tenant of what you need in order to be able to start any kind of deep learning or artificial intelligence project. Um, and then we have a whole bunch of toolkits and various services built on top of that for doing artificial intelligence. So, for example, at the show here, uh, we're demonstrating our cognitive services, our APIs, pre-trained models that do all sorts of different types of um, artificial intelligence. So, for example, face APIs for face recognition, emotion detection, um, gender detection, age detection, obviously quite useful in retail context, maybe security context. Um, and then other APIs for text-to-speech, uh, speech-to-text rec uh, recognition and translation, language translation, all of the kind of basic core services you need if you want to start building intelligent applications, which is a lot of what Microsoft is about these days. And also recently you have started not, but not just giving out the finished models, but having models that people can actually finish themselves through transfer learning, right? I exactly. So at the top level, we have the APIs. So developers can rock up and use those APIs easily, uh, get started. Then the next layer down are um, some transfer learning based uh, APIs. So allow you to take the models we've already trained and apply some additional training on top of those models to refine them to your specific use case. Um, so again, you don't have to go through the full deep learning um, process. Um, you know, it should be a fast start uh, if you do need something more customized. And then at the lowest level, we have our deep learning frameworks and toolkits. Um, so you can come along with your own data and completely train uh, models from scratch if you need to do that for a highly customized um, scenario. Okay, great. Thank you very much. We'll have some contact details in the show notes, but I'm pretty sure everybody can find Microsoft. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I'm at the Nutanix stand at the moment, and I am talking to... Yeah, Marcel, that's my name from Nutanix. Hello. Yeah. So what is Nutanix? Why are you here at the, uh, the DataWorks Summit? Yeah, we're from Nutanix. We are an enterprise cloud company doing hyper-converged systems. So it's like we are a global player um, in the market. Um, yeah, Gartner told us we are a leader of the Gartner quadrant for hyper-converged system. We're doing a lot of stuff like uh, infrastructure for your data center, like with private clouds, enterprise clouds for biggest account. Much of customers in the world use it at the same point. We're working together with some vendors like Dell, Lenovo, uh, Fujitsu, IBM. IBM, we stand today here. Uh, in the future, we'll come hot, uh, Hotworks with uh, Nutanix and our hypervisor Acropolis together, working together on find a way to come in customers for big data uh, different use cases. 
Yeah, that's the point we're hearing here. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. We'll have your contact details on our blog post, so yeah. good luck. Thank, thank you very much. I'm at the SyncSort booth at the moment, and I'm talking to... Marco Kopp, Senior Consultant from, from SyncSort, yes. So tell us a bit more about SyncSort. Well, SyncSort is here mainly for um, the DMXH product we have, which is an ETL tool, which brings basically any kind of data into the uh, Hadoop cluster, which also includes uh, mainframe, where we know other companies have problems with. So our, many, our big slogan is uh, Big Iron to Big Data, so bring basically any kind of data into Hadoop. <laughs> and um, during, it's not only moving the data, so we can also then transform the data, uh, cleanse the data, join, merge the data, enrich the data, and at the end of the day also make sure to standardize it in, uh, depending on the different legacy systems, uh, making sure that at the end of the day everything is clean and nice, so that if you whatever use it for BI reporting, you can trust on your reports because you're looking for yet yeah, the same stuff and not whatever different kind of variations with typos. So that's basically our our big play um, here while while being here at the um, uh, at Hortonworks. So we do have lots of other components around that. So but that's our main focus while we while we are here. Thank you very much. You're welcome. At the Cinesco booth right now, and I'm talking to Thomas Plucher. Hi, Thomas. So, tell us a little bit what you're doing here and what uh, Cinescope can do for the people in big data. Yeah. So, at Cinescope, we make uh, two products. We make Cinescope Ximir from the Dutch Ximir, I see more, which is the tool we uh, started our company with, which is a tool to bring together uh, multiple types of data. So, you can bring in to one tool, uh, for example, geographical data, numerical data, unstructured text, uh, photos, and videos, and I'll look at them in one single pane of glass. So, traditional tools, they might work with one or two dimensions. So they might allow you to combine geographical with text data or geographical with numerical, but not that full breadth. We feel that reality is not single dimensional, so we built our tool around the same principle to bring together all of those different types of data. Uh, that's what we started our company with. And then we quickly realized going into large organizations saying, okay, give us all your data. We're going to look at this in this tool, but we don't know in advance what will be most interesting. And when we tell large organizations, give us all, all of your data, that's literally what we get. Uh, exports from all of their systems in individual tables, individual formats. And we need to make sense of that somehow. Uh, think of a large insurance company. Where's their policy table? Where's their customer table? How do they relate to each other, etc.? That's why we built another product, which we call Cinescope Xiva, from the Dutch Xivat. <laughs> so uh, meaning I see something. So you start by seeing something and then you move on to seeing more. Xiva is our data cataloging tool built on the Hortonworks data platform. And in there you can ingest data from any source. Could be an existing relational database, existing Hive tables that you may have lying around, or something as simple as an Excel file on your desktop. Bring that into uh, a data lake environment. From there, uh, we ingest it, catalog it, calculate data quality, data sensitivity, and which data sets you can also link to each other. So you actually have a full overview of everything that you can bring to an analytics tool like Ximir, uh, just being able to find it, basically. Okay. Thank you very much. We'll have the contact details for Cinescope in our blog notes. Thank you very much. Yeah, Bye-bye. So I'm at the Talent booth now, and I'm speaking to... Matthias Klein. I'm a pre-sales consultant at Talent. 
Okay, tell us a little bit what talent does. I think a lot of our, of our listeners already know talent, but... Yeah, talent is like an open source data integration platform. And yeah, we started roughly 10 years ago with traditional uh, ETL, like loading data from relational databases into other uh, destinations. And like with the rise of Hadoop, we started to jump on that uh, big data train, like uh, generating um, native MapReduce, uh, native Spark code. Yeah. So, and I think we are like a well-known uh, instance in the field now. But you're still here at the Dataworks Summit every year, as far as I can know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so we were uh, last year in Munich as well. Yeah. Thank you. I'm at the Teradata booth now and I'm talking to... Frank Säuberlich. I'm the Director of Data Science and Data Innovation for Teradata in Germany. And uh, um, yeah, Teradata is uh, classical coming from the data warehousing space, but over the years we now have changed into a kind of analytical architecture provider. So we've embraced Hadoop. Uh, put that into our analytic infrastructure. That's why we're here. We are partners of Hortonworks yeah. as well. Um, and we are kind of developing uh, uh, now kind of our uh, um, analytic solution and database into an analytics platform, right? Where uh, um, all this data can be stored centrally on Hadoop or in a relational database um, and where data scientists can use the language and tool of their choice uh, uh, to access that data and then deploy it at scale uh, as fast as possible. That's why we're here, and we're happy to talk to customers about that. And you're also one of the regulars at the Hadoop Summit, because I've seen you guys around since we are, forever. Yes, we are, exactly, exactly. Thank you very much. Thank you. And that were all the snippets we had. I hope that they were useful. I mean, I had a fun time talking to the guys, and I've learned a couple of things here and there. So uh, let's hope that uh, other people also have fun listening to them. And if you want to get in touch with uh, one of these companies, well, they were kind enough to sponsor the Hadoop, I keep saying Hadoop Summit, sponsoring the Dataworks Summit. So take a look at the spot in the show notes and you will be able to find where you can reach them, although some of them are quite well known. You won't really need our help for that. But unless Dave has something else to add. Nothing else from me. Then that is all the time I have for today. We hope you enjoyed the Servant by Size Big Data. We will, we will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, please go to www.roaringelephant.org where you can find more information, including a feedback form. You can find, you can follow us on Twitter using the at Hadoopcast tag, and you can contact us by email to podcast at roaringelephant.org. Send us any thoughts, comments, criticisms, and other feedback. Until next time, when we'll be back on a more normal rotation, let's say. My name is John. And my name is Normal Dave. And we will normally look forward to talking to you in a normal fashion in the next normal week. See you then.